Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where I want you to be financially free, physically free, spiritually free, and mentally free. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's been a while. You've heard me talking about this for quite some time. So I'm excited to tell you we finally have our first episode on life insurance. How important is that? You've heard me talk about life insurance several times. I've had people on here. We've glanced over it a few times, but I've never done a full episode on life insurance, which is probably really the most important life insurance, most important insurance that I think you can buy because it really fits very well into your um, portfolio, financial portfolio. And so before I introduce my guest here, let me say thank you yesterday to Miss, or yesterday, last week to Mr. TJ Lofton, my good friend. He was here doing real estate. He was a second time visitor and I got a lot of responses on his first episode. You guys loved his first episode. So he came back out again and he loves to come and I appreciate him coming. So if you haven't listened, go ahead and listen to last week's with Mr. Thomas TJ Lofton and uh, listen to it and make comments because um, I want to hear what you guys think is coming up here in the future. I have a lot of discussions about this. I want to thank Miss Carmen Armstrong. Carmen, you just made the last comment. Um, on this episode today, the day I'm recording. So Carmen Armstrong, I appreciate your dialogue with me. Miss Jean Young, I got a really nice um, message from Jean Young, one of the listeners. She says she loves the podcast and she always listens. And uh, Mr. Sean, again, Sean Sullivan, I'm going to shout him out too. Sean is um, a very avid listener and he told me the other day, he said, I'm all caught up on your show. He was so excited and I was just excited to hear that he listens to it. So everybody listening, I really appreciate you all. Please um, like, comment, share, subscribe. I forgot to say that the last few episodes. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, review, whatever, all that good stuff. So anyway, the reason I waited so long to do a life insurance episode is because I wanted somebody really special to do it with me. Not only is she really, 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 really knowledgeable about the topic, she's my really, 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 really good friend. So I didn't want anybody else to come on and do the first life insurance episode with me um, until she was here. So there are other people that I'm going to have come on and do it um, with me as well. But I wanted to start with my good friend, Estelle Blockums. Hi, Estelle. Well, hello, Kai, and hello, Ready, Set free listeners. I am happy to be here today. And I think all of those reallys make me feel really, really special. <laughs> so thanks for having me. And thanks for um, including me in such a very important topic. Yay. So you guys, this is how much I love her. My birthday was in January. Does anybody remember <laughs> my birthday was in January? It is now April 6th, 7th, 8th. I don't know what it is. First week of April. And she is here for my birthday. So everybody say happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, we even confused my mom. We talked to my mom. I'm like, oh, Estelle's here for my birthday. We're celebrating my birthday. And my mom looked kind of crazy. She's like, huh? Your birthday? Like she was really confused. I was like, well, you were there when I was born. And we're pretty sure it was in January. But we're celebrating now because Estelle just made it. So we're doing 
cake and ice cream and out and to dinner and we're celebrating my birthday. <laughs> you do have to remember we are in a pandemic, Miss Lady. Yes. So. <laughs> so so I'm here. We take it when we can get it. So I'm not complaining. If y'all want to gift me something, go for it. That's right. Happy birthday, girl. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we are going to start. You guys know I like to, to give you all the details. So we're not going to start on level seven. We're not going to start with super hard terms and talking over everybody's head. Even though I've talked about it a little bit, we're going to go to step one and we're going to talk about life insurance from the very beginning. So hopefully what we cover today will be, um, it definitely will be enough that you can contact me or any other agent and be able to purchase yourself a policy or get some good information and know the right questions to ask. And let me tell you, let me, um, Estelle, you go ahead and give yourself an intro. I'm not. Because I know her so well, I didn't brush, I just skipped over her introduction. <laughs> so I'm going to let Estelle, in her real voice, she's using her formal voice, in her real voice, introduce herself. Well, if I have to use my real voice and not my, loud. <laughs> she's not my calm. speaker calm, um, professional voice, you might hear me a little too loud. So, and I want to make sure that the information in which I oh give you gosh. today, that you are getting it. So Kai, don't say, oh my gosh. Um, so my name is, of course, you just said Estelle Bauckham's and I am a You're life. not at work. I am a life distribution director. Is that go. better, girl? There you go. Come on. <laughs> um, but I have been in the life insurance field um, for now over 20 years. I sold it, um, certainly myself. Um, to give you a little background, the reason why I believe in life insurance so much is because I lost my mother at the age of eight years old. And so life insurance, well before I began selling it, meant a whole lot to me and certainly in my family. So just a little bit of background there. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about um, how long I've worked with um, the certain company or anything like that. I think what I would, would really like to make sure that I get into is the professional side, but also the personal side of how important life insurance is. And so I could certainly give you a lot on both of those levels. All right. So we are, well, y'all know how I do it. <laughs> There's no scripts that we have no papers <clears throat> when both of us have been in this for 20 years. So we really don't need anything to be written down. So, um, okay, we're just going to start at the beginning. Where did we, when I talk to my customers, if they call me, come in, first thing I have to say, ask is, what do you, what do you want and what do you know? Okay. Because, of course, they come in and some know a little bit and some know nothing. So do you want to start there? Do you want me to start? What do you, what do you, how do you want to do this? Yeah, so I would say uh, you go ahead and start and just kind of start with what they know because I, okay. I may – would possibly take a different approach. So okay. let's hear what you, how you would say it, and then I'll let, tell you how I would do it. Let me tell you. So, of course, I talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and when I teach the classes, I have to keep it really easy because okay. it's a very new concept. I got it. And the easiest way I have found, the quickest, easiest way to explain the difference between permanent insurance and, and term insurance now is from renting an apartment and buying a house. I would agree. That is the quick, everybody understand, everybody lives someplace. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to go into detail. So, okay, guys, here's the basics, the very short class. Term insurance is like renting an apartment, okay? It's exactly the same. When you go to rent an apartment, you sign a lease. The lease says you're going to live here and use this property. You're going to have access to this property and everything in this property for a specific amount of time. 
So a one-year lease, a two-year lease, a three, whatever it is, yep. you went in and signed it. And you're going to get all the benefits of everything inside that contract while it's active and you're making the payments. Yes. So, of course, you get evicted if you don't pay. If you don't pay your life insurance, it will lapse and cancel. So it's the same thing. And at the end of the term, sometimes, because it depends on your age and some other things, but sometimes you can renew it like you renew a lease. You can renew a term policy and get another term, a different type of term. You can get a permanent policy or whatever. But at that time, you have to sign new paperwork and you're going to get a new price. Like sometimes your leases increase. You're going to get a new price. You may even get a new policy type. Sometimes the, the uh, legal jargon has changed or sometimes they don't sell that exact type anymore. They have something similar. Okay, so everybody gets that, right? We lease it. You got a set term of time, you got a, a predetermined price, and you got benefits. Yeah, and let's, can we take it back, like, just go, maybe oh, go two ahead. steps? If I missed it, go ahead. No, fill in. And the reason why I wanted to take it back a little bit, because I, I like to begin with maybe where the conversation begins. And so when you think about before we get into life insurance, usually there is a possible tie-in. Now, depending on who you're talking with may be that tie-in. So if you're speaking to your insurance agent that may have your auto or your home, that conversation may start a little differently than maybe a agent that is reaching out to you about life insurance, or if you have a financial advisor that may be speaking to you about life insurance. One thing that I made sure no matter what, because this is very near and dear to my heart, is when I talk to anybody, whether or not I was going to talk to them about their auto and their property insurance and this could certainly work with any a financial advisor or as far as in a life insurance is I wanted to make sure that they truly understood the need so my question or I would start with and I'm going to ask all of your viewers today if something happened to you what would your family do how would your family move forward what would be that first step if they got a call and heard that you were in an accident. And I have to be very, very honest when I say this. We have to have these conversations so that we can have the next conversation with how do I take care of that need? And my need is taking care of my family. So I want to make sure whoever I talk to, whenever I talk to, and I'm not even in the selling game anymore, right. but I am. that is one question that I'm asking. Um, I'm sorry, uh, do you have life insurance? Have you protected your family against the unthinkable? And that is dying, but we have to have the conversation around it. All right, so now that I think that we've got to tug in at the, the heart a little bit, which is very important, very, very, very important topic to talk about. Um, and let's be clear, Kai, that if you're not having these conversations with um, your children, with your parents, um, with your good friends on what that need and how to take care of that need, then you will find yourself what doing what passing the pan, okay. passing the pot. Okay. Uh oh, let's, let's go. Wait, uh -oh. wait, wait. Oh, let's, don't go. Let's go. We don't want to go no, there. No, 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 no. I'm going to. Oh, go we're there. going. Okay, I'm let's go. go there. Let's go. Because uh, we've had um, Wayne, Farmer Wayne, has been on here. He came on for a, an insurance episode. We didn't do life insurance. Um, but he and I, I don't know if this was public on the thing, but we had decided we weren't doing any more GoFundMe funerals. We were done with that. So 
I can love you to death. I don't really want to participate in your GoFundMe funerals anymore because you know you're going to die. Everyone knows they're going to die eventually. And so you, you, you're, okay, I hope I'm not offending people when I say that. I'm not wishing death on you. I'm not saying I know the future. I'm not saying I had a vision last night in my sleep. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I am quite positive that you are going to pass on at some point. Now, whether you move on and transition to another soul, body, you know, whatever you believe in, that's fine. But in this body that you're in now, it's going to come a point where you're no longer going to be in it. And somebody's going to have to um, provide some type of service for said body. And that's going to happen to everybody. Absolutely. So, Kai, think about this, too. So what is this insurance that you know, of course, if you it's have permanent. Guaranteed payout. That's right. That's guaranteed payout. Guaranteed payout. Is life insurance. And so that should be the very product that we have in our portfolio. Right. So, okay. So, again, we're not wishing death on anybody, but we know we're going to die. So not talking about it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And talking about it doesn't mean it's going to happen sooner. <laughs> it just means you're preparing for when it's going to happen eventually. All right. So go ahead. So that was my first thing. And then what I'd like to make sure that we do is certainly recognize um, that um, in some communities, they build insurance. I mean, build, they build their worth, wealth with insurance. Um, and, I, and I'm going to be quite honest. In our black and brown communities, we go backwards when someone passes. We don't go forward. So think about that as you're thinking about building your wealth and what you're spending your extra funds on. I, I have to be honest when I say this, but when I think about, you know, name brand shoes and purses and come on, ladies, these weaves that are $300, $400, but you can't make sure that your family is taken care of if something happens to you, I'm going to have you ask yourself, are you really, really doing what's right for your family? So that's funny. So let's talk about budgeting. Who was it just this week on social media? Oh, oh, I know. Coach Betty. I know I mentioned Coach Betty a lot, but I, we talk a lot on social media when I'm there. But anyway, she made a comment. She combed out her daughter's hair and her daughter, Jordan. If you guys check out Jordan, Jordan has a book, but I'll share that link. But anyway, Jordan, she was combing Jordan's hair and Jordan had hair for years and Coach B is a um, budget coach. That's what she does for a living. And I was, I looked at her daughter's hair. My daughter's hair is not far behind. I was like, oh, I don't comb hair. I was like, I, I haven't combed Sila's hair in, she's 10. I haven't combed her hair since she was three. You know, you Estelle has known Sila her entire That's, life. Right. I don't comb Sila's hair ever. Sila goes to get her hair done. I know. Since she's been three. But anyway, Coach Betty was like, how do you afford that? I'm like, you're the budget woman. I said, I don't get my nails done every week. If my nails have to not get done, Sila's hair is getting done because that's not in my wheelhouse. I don't <laughs> comb hair. I don't like to comb hair. I'm not trying to be a beautician. Well, that's because you can't do hair, Kai. So let's go I ahead and make sure that we <laughs> clarify that for everybody right. that's certainly on. I don't, on the... And I don't cook. <laughs> I don't like to cook. I can, but I don't like to, and I ain't doing hair either, so there you but, go. But you do a lot of other things well, so <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and get back to the life insurance side. <laughs> so anyway, yes, put it in the budget. You're going to pass away. Oh, what I was going to say, because this did come up too before. Um, life insurance. 
use it to pass on wealth, okay? It is a non-taxable event. That is the part, I mean, that's not the most beneficial part, but we, I just was talking to somebody about moving to different states, and we talking about states to move to that don't charge taxes. You're on Life 201, though, so we need to, oh. before we go to Life 201, well, let's bring it, let's bring it on I, back. I know, I know, but I was on step one, step okay, two. Okay, so you don't want we, to step we go six. back to part one? Yeah, okay. okay. So now that we've kind of. You want to do permanent insurance? No, 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 no. What I want to do is I'm going to turn it back over to you once we get past that need. I got to make sure that we understand we all need insurance, number one life insurance, number one. And number two, it's the insurance that is certainly going to pay out if you have permanent life insurance. Um, we can talk about that. But make sure you understand before we even get to the types of insurance, your budgeting, let's make sure that this is a need, not your Starbucks, not your nails done, this is a need and not a want. So now that I've said that, we kind of started talking about term insurance. Oh, no, because no, I'm going to add to that now. Okay, okay. So what do you need life insurance for? Because there is more than the burial, depending on who has passed and their age and all these other things. So these are the things you want to consider. Dependents, okay. If you have young minor dependents that you know you are still providing for, that's number one. If you have a spouse, that is not the sole breadwinner in the household. And well, even if they are, but definitely, definitely if it's the bread, if they're not a breadwinner, if you have a spouse that is not paying for the majority of the, the rent or the mortgage or the tuition or whatever it is, you need to have something in place to replace that income. And let's be real. Um, is if we're looking at what society looks like now, I don't know many households that there's only one income in the house. And so that means that the bills in which you have are based on two incomes. If one income goes away, breadwinner or not, your bills are based on two incomes. If something happens to one of those incomes, guess what? You're already hit. Are you moving out the house tomorrow? Are Selling a car? Somebody's not going to go to school anymore. What? Uh, what's the plan? No lights. Are we just going to do all electricity, uh, all gas? Like, what's the plan? So, okay. And now, so okay, before we ahead. leave off of that subject, let's just think about this. And so for all of you, um, you know, individuals that are blessed enough that your spouse can stay home with your child, I'm going to pose just a, hmm. a second thought inside of this. So if your spouse was able to stay at home with the children and something happens to them and you're thinking, well, I don't have to replace their income because they had no income. Who's going to watch your kids? Are you going to stop working Child to watch your kids? Not free. Are you going to move your mother-in-law in or somebody in? What? I, I need you to understand that the non-working spouse has is, a value. Has a value. So I don't. I just didn't want to gloss over that because I needed to make sure that we certainly recognize that non-working spouses have a value. Just so it goes back to guess what? Everyone needs life insurance. Um, I hadn't gotten here yet. So the non-working spouse, everybody has a value because the other part of it, everybody mourns differently. Yeah. So true. we go through that. Some people are literally are incapacitated. Is that the right word? Not incapacitated. Yeah, well, well, whatever. It all depends on how you want right. to, you know, depending well, they, on what you are, mean. They cannot 
function. They need deal time. with grief differently. Right. Grief is different for everybody. So some people cannot just bounce back, snap back. All right. Well, they died and, you know, life goes on. I knew they were dying, you know, whatever. Some people need time. They cannot return right to work. They may not even be able, be able to return to the same type of work. That's right. They may need to change work. Maybe they work nights. Now they go to go to days or whatever. You know, there's a lot of scenarios, but um, that's something to consider as well. So if a person passed away suddenly, um, are you able to go ahead and rebound? You know, I don't know how much time the job gets off. It's traditionally about three days unless you have some uh, sick days or whatever else. You know, regular days, you get about three. But if you need to take a leave of absence, what does that leave you? Uh, I hope it's a paid leave of absence because then you need some more money again. Yes, that's right. Make up for that lost income. So, yeah, guys, there's a lot of stuff. And then we didn't even get to the stuff you should assume. Bills, loans, again, tuition, uh, senior care. We talked a couple episodes again about the senior care. I'm in the sandwich generation right now. Estelle's in the sandwich generation as well. So we got, well, not so sandwich. Her son is older, but she still has older parents that she's helping. So, um, yeah. All right. So these are some of the things that you should consider. I got a loan from the SBA. They actually required me to get a life insurance policy to sign over to them. Old business owners. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. And thankfully I had one. I had an extra life insurance policy laying around. I just signed that one over to them. I didn't have to go qualify for another one, but there's a lot of reasons that you should have it. Um, okay. Do you want to do whole life or UL or you want me to go with the, the I'll, house? I'll go with the, uh, uh do the permanent. I'll go with permanent life insurance. And so Kai talked about term life insurance. And, and so when I think about term life insurance, since you really spoke about it well, um, which is like you're renting a policy. So when you buy term insurance, you buy that for a certain amount of time. It's less expensive because it has no cash value. It will pay out if you die during that time. If you buy a 10-year, 20-year, or 30-year, um, it, it, it increases in cost for the longer that you have that particular time. So if I went in to go buy a, a, a term life insurance policy at this particular time, the 10-year would be less expensive than the 30-year, right? Because the risk is that I would the possibility of me dying in a 30-year time frame versus a 10-year time frame is different. So you've got your term temporary is what I would call it, renting policy that if you died inside of that time frame, um, that would be covered. It's less expensive than permanent. The reason why it's less expensive than permanent, because permanent builds cash value. First, I'm going to go, I'm going to, she says she likes to keep it simple. So I'm going to keep it real simple. Term, less expensive, only will pay out if it at during that time that you have the policy. Still a benefit. If you pass during that time, it will get you will have a payout. Okay. Then the next policy is a what we consider a permanent policy. And I'm going to talk about a whole life policy, and I will let um, Kai talk about a universal life policy. I don't even usually go there. Okay. Well, I mean, not... we, I just try to keep perm and term. Okay. Okay. So then, and the... then if they decide, then we'll go. All right. So when we speak to um, permanent um, insurance, and 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 I'll and I'll touch a little on uh, universal life since she's not going to go over it, but. Permanent is the most expensive. And the reason why it's most expensive is because it um, is 
depending on which kind you get, you can get a 10-year or 20-year or whole life to a certain age or whatever the case may be, but you're paying more because it's building cash value, but it expects to pay out. Permanent insurance, more expensive, builds cash value, and once you kind of pay for it, so if you buy a 20-year whole life policy that's way more expensive than a 20-year term policy, you're paying more because it's going to expect to pay out. So if you think about that, and if you bought a $50,000 or $100,000 policy, and I'm just throwing out some numbers as far as in if you buy, but I want to make sure we take it back to there's a need there. You want to make sure that your need is being met, and so you may have to budget more because you want to make sure that your need is being met. But on a permanent life insurance policy, it is um, going to build cash value, but it expects to pay out. So it's going to be more expensive. I like to say this is the Cadillac of, uh, of policies where, you know, my, uh, our little, our term insurance is maybe a, um, I don't know, what's a, 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 Chevy. a, 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 sh- a Chevy, uh, maybe a, maybe a little Ford, you know what I mean? Um, it'll get you there, but how long will it get you there? And will you be driving right. in style? And look, we're going to go because I want to make sure we use the same analogy. So she's describing perm and it's like buying a house. So we said rent and now we're buying. So we know when we go buy a house, we have a larger down payment, typically larger than your deposit at an apartment building. Yep. You have a larger down payment. The payment, monthly payment will probably be higher. You're going to pay taxes you're going to have to pay for an insurance policy for the home you know you're going to have additional expenses with owning the home whereas when you're renting you just pay the one price and somebody else comes and does it all and the big difference when when we talk about cash value again with with renting the apartment and the home when you leave an apartment you take nothing with you when you move out an apartment you don't get to take light fixtures because you liked it you don't get to take down your favorite parts of anything. You move out and you keep everything there. Homes, you owned it. So when you sell it, you're going to get the cash value that was in the home. You can take things out of the home if you wanted to keep something. You can take it with you. You had ownership of it. So you have some rights to take things out of it if you choose to take things out of it. So that's just my... She's going into a lot of detail, but when I'm just doing simple. No, and hey, and, and you know what? What I would like for you to make sure that you get um, certainly from this call is certainly understanding that um, you have something to certainly um, relate it back to. So if it's the Ford Focus in the Cadillac or the apartment in the in the home, <laughs> then something. hey, as long as you <laughs> buy some insurance, because let me tell you, whatever type of insurance that you have, if you die, it's going to pay out if it's in force so and nobody nobody's descendant or beneficiary has ever said what kind of policy you you bringing me this hundred thousand dollar check what kind of policy had he (laughs) did he have how long did he how much had he paid they take the hundred thousand dollar check and they cry on our shoulder thank us or whatever and they continue with trying to put their life back together (laughs) yeah and so when you think about permanent insurance and as you're thinking about the death benefit, I'll also throw in here just so that you have it and as, as it's buying, it's building cash value. Um, whole life or permanent insurance usually has a living benefit because, of course, there's some cash value. It's a forced savings account. It It's some things that, you know, it's kind of you're buying protection for your life, but just in case you kind of, 
you know, are, are around and the good Lord blesses you to a certain age, you may be able to pull on some of that cash value. So it's not only a death benefit, but permanent insurance can be a living benefit as well. Really quickly, I'll go ahead and touch just a little bit on a universal life policy just for the purposes of when you begin to hear it, because now that you're listening to us and we've showed you and, and we've talked about the importance of life insurance and now you know the know and understand the need, we, we certainly make sure that we want you to be very versed in the policy in which you decide to buy. So with that being said, I don't want them throwing out universal life policy because when you go talk to your your um, per person tomorrow because it's on your mind and you know that you're ready to buy some life insurance, you know you need to buy it, they throw out universal life and you go, Oh, they didn't talk about right. that. And so then you start, you know, doing a doing the moonwalk back out the Kai door. Kai and Estelle only said a, a, term, a permanent and a, a whole life and a term. Okay, there is a UL. And, the, and this is my caveat. I don't usually go. First of all, I want to hear what they want. Yep. Because some people come in, they know they want term. They don't even yep. believe in whole oh, life. Yeah. They don't believe in permanent. So I, I'm not trying to right. sell you on something you already don't believe in. I get that. Some people, can't. I, it's not in the budget. Right. They, they come in preparing. They're like, I, I know I only can spend $75. Absolutely. That's all I have. So I know certain other things may be out the budget. And then UL is a little more advanced. Yeah. So I have to gauge the person's, I'm not going to say intellect, but I need to gauge. It may take a while to sell a UL. Right. I have to really get them to understand to a certain level before I'm going to push them into something that may have fluctuating payments and they may have to pay more later. So that's, that's my defense. Yeah, and, and I certainly agree. And so, you know, um, as you think about, and I think about the days in which I sold, and it just certainly warms my heart, and I can think about individuals in which I've sold it to. So we certainly would certainly talk about the need first. And then it was very important, um, Kai, as you're doing here at uh, with all your listeners at Ready, Set, Free, is you want to educate them. And so my next piece was always to educate my clients because what I just did not want them to do is I didn't want them to leave going, what did I buy? Mm. Or if someone says, hey, I have a universal life policy. Why didn't, you, why didn't they tell you about that? And let's be honest, listeners, um, we tend to, you know, um, you know, be thinking about, oh, when we talk about our money, someone's always trying to get me out my money and I don't trust them with my money. So you know, I try to make sure that I educate my, my clients. And the other reason why I would do that, too, is because I would want them to go and tr to give just enough information to make them dangerous so that when they're talking, because when people know more, they they tell other people. Mm -hmm. And so when they're confident and they, and if I can get them to share that story with three to four other people, even if it's, hey, did you know about, term? hey, did you know about, apartment insurance you know how you could you could tie that to the life insurance and so I would kind of try to uh, certainly educate them what I found is inside of the term whole and then UL it would come down to basically what they could afford because I wanted to make sure that they had life insurance and so I didn't want to get too far but you also have clients that are more versed in their finances and so you don't want to give that opportunity away so when we're talking about universal life insurance universal life insurance is how I kind of um, used to talk about it and, and unless we needed to get way deep and down inside it is kind of like a hybrid in between the two and so when you think about the hybrid in between the two, well, well, I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to see if I can tie it I'll into this. I'll tell you what I say, and then you, you okay. Go ahead and I'll say try what to you tie say. it into your, your 
apartment in your home scenario. So let me see if I can figure this part out. Well, uh, you want me to tell you what I do? Okay, okay yeah, let tell me, tell me what you. you do. So once I've done term and permanent uh-huh. and we've done rent and homeowners. Okay. Because mm-hmm. UL gets harder to explain to somebody. Yeah. So we talked about term and you went more into pricing. Right. So the price increases as yep. you get older. Yep. You know, if you buy a longer term, it's yep. already more expensive. If you're going to renew it after a 10-year term, it's going to be based on the age at that time. So it's going to be more expensive. Then you've got the whole life. You're going to lock in the price and, you know, you're going right. to pay that price for that, that term of time. Okay, so a UL is a hybrid. So when I explain to people, I say you're almost buying two policies in one. This is the best way I can explain. Okay. The, the death benefit. So you bought a $100,000 policy. It's going to pay out $100,000. The majority of the death benefit of that hundred thousand that's going to pay out is basically being funded with like a term insurance policy. Okay. So we're able to fund it at a lower amount. Right. Because it's like we bought a, a term policy, so you have that hundred thousand dollars of coverage, but you're not going to pay the hundred thousand dollar premium, term premium. We're going to charge you some. You're going to pay some extra on top of that. Mm-hmm. Because with that extra, we are going to invest some of those funds more aggressively in a separate fund so that it's going to gain more cash value like a permanent policy. Mm-hmm. But this is the caveat. So we're going to do that. And you're going to have it 10 years, whatever. At some point, your term part that's funding that $100,000, you're getting older. And if it were a true term policy, the rate eventually has to go up. So you're going to start paying from 10 to, you know, from 20 years to 30 years. Maybe you had a set payment from 30 to 40. It went up a little bit more from 40 to 50. It went up a little bit more. If you're still paying that one set payment that you started, that was some term and it was some permanent part of the insurance, you're going to start. um, They're going to have to take some of the investment part of your premium and pull it over to the term side to keep that coverage going because it needs more money because you're getting older and the price is getting more. At some point, you could get to the point where you need to pay more money for the whole policy. Right. Because how long, depends on the years, but the term now could out, um, out cost, is that the right word? Could be more, could be too expensive or could be more expensive than what you were paying. Right. Okay. So if I if I wanted to even make it just a, even a yeah, little simpler than that. <laughs> it's hard to explain. That's people. okay because it is very hard <laughs> to explain. The cost of the insurance, the cost to have insurance varies mm-hmm. by your age. And normally if I sell a UL policy, it's normally to a younger person because what will happen is there is a fixed cost inside of a term policy Mm -hmm. and there's a fixed cost inside of a permanent policy. As far as in the UL, that particular cost actually changes every year to the person's age. So if someone buys a UL policy at the age 25, they're almost paying for insurance at age 25. But at age 26, they're going to be paying for insurance at age 26, 27, and so on. So what will eventually happen is the premium in which they're paying in the UL, if they still have that policy at 50 years old or 60 years old, may not then cover, which is what Kai was talking about. Sometimes they'll be taking from the cash value that was built. 
to pay for the insurance because the amount of uh, uh, payment that you're paying is not now paying for because the cost of insurance is not fixed Mm -hmm. in this particular category. So UL's, here's just, just so that you know, if you're younger and you want to, let's just say, it's kind of like a buy term invest the rest kind of mm-hmm. policy, right? But it only works on if you're a younger individual. So if, if you want a guaranteed fixed payment forever, you probably don't want to go with UL because right. even if you buy it younger, you still could get to seventy or so, and they'd be like, oh, and find you that still it's not need some yeah, more money. It's unfunded, and so I don't want to go that. I mean, too too deep, but I I want you to know um, that. First of all, all three of them will pay if you if you got you know if you're paying and yeah. and you've got a doesn't matter sense. when you die yeah somebody gets a check yeah someone gets a check <laughs> certainly want to get that but I don't want you to be thrown off that when tomorrow because tomorrow means something right because if you're hearing this today um, you, go get your life insurance tomorrow if you don't have life insurance um, because of course every day that you wait uh, it's going to be more expensive um, I don't think that we even talked about we're gonna go there okay we're, we're gonna go there going. we're gonna go okay. there we're gonna go there in a little bit but anyway every day means something and so if you're hearing us um, me and Kai today um, talking about life insurance there's a reason why you have to hear it today and so I'm hoping that you are take heed if you do not have life insurance and please 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 call Kai call your um, agent and who you have right now I know that she's got listeners overseas so you can't call Kai but you there's they sell insurance where but you're I've at as well a lot of people so I've helped people and I'll help anybody that's right so I've had people email me their illustration to some odd company in another state and I you guys I don't mind I will read over an illustration for you I've seen so many of them I can read through it very fast so yeah. So we want to certainly make sure that you just at least know the basics, certainly of life insurance, but we cannot stress it enough. It is just very important that you have it. Exactly. So, um, okay. So hopefully you kind of know the differences. Now let's get a little bit into qualifying because that's something not everybody understands. So people tend to think there's a myth out there that people think everybody's entitled to life insurance. Everybody, you know, you're breathing, you're entitled to life insurance. I'm like, um, well, no, not, no, that's not true. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, can I, help me understand, I pay an amount and I may, if I pass, um, get a different amount back in which I paid, but I'm, everybody can qualify for that? And that's everybody, that's they say. Yeah. Well, sign me up for that. Yeah. I mean, for whatever that is, because that's just a, a so, yeah, that's a guarantee right there. Unfortunately, and this is how I say it's everybody, there comes a day that you will not be able to qualify for life insurance. Again, I'm, there's no crystal ball. I am not wishing anything on anybody, but there comes a day in every single life <laughs> that you are no longer eligible to buy insurance with this company, that company, or any other company. So that event is going to be one of two things. You're going to die and you didn't have it. And obviously if you die, you can't, a a deceased person cannot buy life insurance, or you're going to have an event that occurs that's going to make you ineligible, which is typically mostly, usually a health event. Yep. There can be some other ones too. There's some other caveats, but mostly, usually it's a health event. So you're diagnosed with a terminal something, you're diagnosed with something that may not even be terminal, but it makes you ineligible for the time being. 
Um, so there's different things that can happen that you're not eligible. So everybody's not guaranteed. And unfortunately, there's even babies that yes. never can get life insurance. There are babies that are born NICU. They have, you know, they're born with physical ailments. They go into surgery right after they're born. So everybody will not qualify. It's very unfortunate, but that is the truth. So, And that's because it's the risk business. And so when you think about insurance and exactly what insurance is, it is that it's we're paying for something that if something happens. And so when you think about, well, if I am going to be the person that's going to pay out, I have got to look at the risk. And so if there is a health event or if there is a, something that's um, happening or you've been, and I'll, I'll, let's, I'll be completely honest. And so um, at the age of uh, 36, you know, I had a situation where um, I was diagnosed, diagnosed with breast cancer stage one. Um, and until I was able to um, go through any treatment that I had to go through, I was not going to be able to get life insurance. Now, thank the Lord, I've been in this um, uh, in this field for quite some time, so I, I have plenty of insurance. Um, and the good Lord has taken me through all of that, and now I could get insurance again. Um, so even health events that would prevent you at some time, and if you certainly um, – you know, do what you takes necessary. And, and the good Lord says that you're going to, you know, live past whatever that, you know, underwriting time may be to get past that you will. I'll also throw it into you that with everything that's happening with this pandemic, individuals that could have gotten insurance with, but maybe rated a little higher, which is maybe something you're going to go into a little bit later. Um, that's rated a little bit higher because maybe they have a health condition, but it's not one of one of the ones that we would consider is, you know, I don't know that would has a lesser life expectancy. So let's just say if you've been living with um, high blood pressure and you take medicine um, for that high blood pressure, your life expectancy, as long as you're taking that medicine, um, may not be less than the next person's, but you may then have to pay a little bit more um, because, you know, maybe if you quit taking the medication or whatever the case may be, there's a risk there. And so because of that, um, you, you have some risk. But with the current situations and with COVID is happening, there's been a lot of companies that has cut back on what it is, who they will insure because of the COVID disease and what it would attack. And so because of that, it could be a health event that the life expectancy or the risk is considered to be less, or it could be something that's completely out of our control, a pandemic hit, and because of some of the conditions that have been hit, I mean, that have been hit with those, then it takes you out. Right. Right. And the other thing that you didn't mention on you being uninsurable is age. At some point, you're no, too I hadn't old. Yet. No, oh, okay. We well, go, start, go. But you can go ahead. No, go ahead. No. At, at some point, you get a little too old. I didn't old. even get there. I was just talking about just basic qualification. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. There's a drop. There's a, a hard line cut off yeah. when it comes to buying life insurance. Yeah. My grandmother is nine. She'll be 96 on yeah. April the 26th. And hey, let me tell you. Yes. Right. And you're going to play this for her. Oh, and let me tell you. Honey, she just she just loves when people say you're 96 and, you know, because you don't look a day over 70. Well, when she tried to get some life insurance at age 80, uh -uh. 
She looked, not you know, happening. she didn't look a little, not she didn't look a, even a little bit over 60, mm -hmm. but she couldn't get in any it's life. It's not and, based on looks. Yeah, because be what clear. we do know <laughs> is um, grandmother. 80 is the hard cutoff. That's the hard cutoff. That's it. Uh, you can go to in this all companies, right? Yeah, I, I don't all know. All actuarial rates are based on age 80. And if there is a burial policy that will give you a, a policy at that age. You tried it. You might as well pay cash. You might as well pay cash for it. So I had, let me tell you guys, since we're talking about this, I had a customer came in recently, not that long ago, wanted to buy insurance for two people in her family. Both of them had severe health issues. I can't remember what it was. Both of them were severe. They were not going to be able to qualify for regular life insurance. So again, I'm helping them. I'm like, you know, I'll help them. They were customers. They brought me some other insurance policies, a burial and a mm -hmm. something else. And when I did the numbers for them, I was like, okay, even if they died in 12 months from now, how much they're charging you for 12 months, you might as well go to the funeral home That's right. and just give the funeral home this money and just prepay for the service. That's right. I mean, it was like literally like seven, $800 a month. Well, $800 a month times 12 months, just go give the money to the funeral home. Right. Like the, and it was a cheap, you know, it was an $8,000 policy or something. Right. I'm like, you're going to give them $8,000 in 12 months. Right. So it, there's no, right. no benefits to doing this. So you have to, um, y'all, you hear me on this podcast all the time. Y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm not a game player, but I like to beat the odds, beat the risk. So life insurance is kind of that you got to beat the odds. It's, it's a game. The insurance company is not doing this free of charge. That's They're not right. trying to just give insurance away. They do make some profit here. It's a it's a for profit business, so they are you know it's odds and risk, and they're playing their hand. You know we've all been to Vegas. That's right. <laughs> you gotta beat the risk. You gotta beat the game. Again, it will fully pay out. You buy life insurance today. You're perfectly healthy. You're fine. You qualify. Everything's fine. We write the app today. You qualify. You're completely qualified in two weeks and you literally die in a car accident. Third week. We are going to, your life insurance company is going to pay out your full benefit. You qualified three weeks ago. You did all the underwriting requirements. It was reviewed. Everything was fine. They're going to give all the money to the beneficiary That's right. because your application was approved. You did not know you were going to die accidentally three weeks later. Tax free, by the way. Tax free, right? I just thought I don't know. I know we're going to talk about that later, but that's no, yeah, that's no, right. People need to know. Yeah, it's tax free. Yeah. We're in tax season. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm stalling on mine because I I don't get nothing back, so I got to send money. I don't want to send money, so I wait till the last minute. But anyway, um, yeah, life insurance benefits are tax free. Right. If it was a hundred thousand dollar policy, I'm just going to stick to that number. We're going to cut it. If it's for one person, we're going to cut a full $100,000 check to you. What you do with the money, how you spend it is your money. Now, something I was going to say, too, because people come back to me all the time. Um, we are giving you the general definitions of life insurance. Correct. When you go to different companies, they come with all different uh, labels and names and brands. I Correct. guess I'll call it a brand. So this one's called mortgage protection. This one's called burial insurance. This one's called, or even our policies have my life and this and that. They're all term, whole, and UL. Correct. So you're going to come across 2,000 different names because every company will label and brand it, whatever they're branding it. It's either a term policy, is a whole life policy, or it's a UL policy. It says burial. 
Okay, that's probably a whole life. Right. It says uh, mortgage protection is guarantee a term life insurance policy. Correct. Okay, they're all one of those three. That's but right. Don't get confused when they call me. Well, this person told me they were going to get me this type. It's 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 one of the three. That's it's just right. got a name brand on it. It's the same thing. They're all gym shoes. We got Nikes. We got Converse. We got Reebok. They're all gym shoes. That's right. They just got different brands. Okay, they're, it's one of the three. I just wanted to cover that too, because people say that all the time. Well, you don't have the kind that they have. They quoted me this, and that's why I say, show it to me. Let me see the illustration, because it's going to tell me on the first page what it really is. Absolutely. Not the brand. Right. All right, so what did we miss? So we talked about qualifying and health qualifications and age. 80 is the cutoff for whole life. Term life can have other limits, okay? So term life... It's very sliding with term life because Absolutely. it depends on how much coverage and how long. But 80 is pretty much it. You're not going past 80. Yep. And so um, budget. Budget, 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 budget. Budget for your life insurance. So one of the things that um, I think that, um, that we certainly have to mention is when we're thinking about either term, permanent, or UL, um, and then, of course, you've, we've talked about um, some of um, you being able to qualify for life insurance. I think it's very important to just make sure that we understand that when you're speaking about life insurance and budgeting for life insurance, I used to get real, real serious with individuals when it came to their budget. And so, um, you know, what would ha- normally happen is, people sometimes feel like they're being sold and so they'd start to clutch their purse you know because I'd ask them how much can you afford Mm -hmm. I ask people to come in in advance if I know with the budget okay you don't have to work it out in front of me yeah you work it out where you need to work it out and you bring the number in and we'll try to work with the number so yeah and so with that you know we have some very good conversations around um uh what it is or who they're trying to protect, if they have bills that they have to pay off, whatever the case may be. And so normally when we go through that process and they come up with how much life insurance that they need, and then I say, okay, this is what you said that you need. And we talked about, you know, college funds and paying off the home and paying off the nice car that their spouse has. So then I go into, you know, the education because, you know, once they find out that they need about a half a million dollars in coverage, and then, you know, I go into education, get them calmed down a little bit because they think it's going to be a whole lot of money. So then I say, now, what's your budget? Now, what do you think happens? Stuttering. Oh, yeah. Silence they, or oh, stutter? Oh, oh, oh. They start <laughs> stuttering. And then they start giving me, what do you think they start giving me? Low ball numbers. Right, right. Let me tell you the conversation that I would make sure that I have because let's go back to the first thing that I said is the need it's about taking care of your family. And I would just ask them, really? So $75 is about all you would... And Estelle, the, okay, guys. So sometimes these come back and they say $2 million. You need to, you got four children, you need $2 million. But you don't even have to buy it all at the same time. That's right. We can break it up into pieces. Get the first part. Wait till you get the raise next year or so-and-so moves out the house or whatever it is and then come back and buy you. There is no limit to the number of policies. That's right. And I'll tell you this, that we can certainly build it, but let's start with being honest with 
I, well, how are we going to make somebody be honest? Oh, they okay. have to be honest with themselves. Okay. That's well, not our job. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's start with putting some priorities in, in your life. How about that? Can we, can we just have a really good conversation? So if we're going to talk about life insurance and what the need is um, and that it's for your family, that you don't come and you don't go to the person that you're talking to and then everything that you said was very, very, very important to you and then you want to put um, less than those Jordans that you, um, bought, that you bought your children. We're only talking to a certain type of person. We, there's some people we're not going to sell. Oh, I, I certainly I certainly agree. <laughs> Those I cert- of you who can hear and receive this information, we're talking to you. I just said I'm not trying to sell nobody because you're going to die. Okay. You're going to die, and I, but I'm not going to sell you on the fact that you're going to die. Oh, <laughs> If you so, don't believe that and you don't want to hear what I have to say, baby, move on move on i'm not i'm that's not hey, me hey i tell I'm too you old for this oh i well <laughs> i certainly agree with you but one thing that i certainly believed in is i believe in keeping it real so she started off this you know this podcast saying oh she's got her professional voice on and this is not how she sounds well, but let me tell you when i get Estelle's into those not th- in the field anymore well no she no ain't no having these hey, conversations wait a minute for six hours trying to convince somebody they're gonna die well and let me five dollars is not gonna let make me, them homeless let me tell you let me tell you what i would do i'd I'd get so uncomfortable in those conversations because I would just say to them quite honestly, I'll never forget. I had a young couple. They had just bought a home. They told me that they could afford about $25 a month. Their son walked right past my desk and he had on some Jordans. And I said, how much do those Jordans cost? But it's what's important to the person. I had to have the conversation. You do. But but you're going to steal? Steal out their purse? No. I had Jordan's to have the conversation. is really important to some people. Looks, visual effects are very important to some people. You and I don't feel that way. I talked about you, Estelle, on one of the episodes. Did you hear that episode? Which one? Did you talk? Did you hear when I said we had decided we wouldn't shop a oh, whole yes. lot no yeah. more and stuff? Yes. This is yes. Estelle, y'all. Do y'all remember that episode when we just decided we didn't need these mansions no more? I don't know what um, Orlando. What episode was that? I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> it was an episode, and I, this was the person I was talking about. Yeah, yep. We downsized our houses. Yes. We stopped just, we used to go on shopping sprees. Oh, we my goodness. Go I couldn't tell you the last time sport. I went into the mall. Yeah, we just would just buy shit. Just, we was like, oh, we just had the money. We just go shopping. We don't do that anymore. But let me tell you, though, because of the importance of life insurance and because so young, I've always believed in life insurance. So I've always had some policies, but I would question anyone that is listening to us today that when you answer the question, how important is your loved ones around you versus what you would put on your, what name brand you would put on your, on your shoulder what name brand that you'd put on your shoe? Girl, I need them I, red bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't wear high heels. <laughs> I tried on one of those things, and they weren't worth the. They weren't. I, I almost broke my neck trying to try one on. Anyway, that's another story because that's not important to me. What's important to me is my family, and that's what I would ask an individual. What's important to you? And I'm going to tell you this, Kai, and I'm going to be very honest, and I'm hoping that everyone is listening to me today, is if you cannot look at me in my face and tell me how important your family is and that you're willing to spend the money for them, then I'm sorry, you're, that is not the client that I want. Because let me tell you what this, what's going to happen. That person may buy from me, 
But when it comes down to making a decision um, three months from now on whether or not they want to go partying somewhere and paying their life insurance, guess what's going to happen? They're going to let the life insurance lapse and be okay with not, and then they're going to go on party. And I'm sorry, I am trying to educate um, individuals that are willing to listen. I am interested in what exactly what your whole podcast is about, and that is ready, set, free. So when you think about that, I've got to have those strong conversations, and I'll have those conversations. I know that I'm not in the field selling as it is, but I would have those conversations with individuals. Now, it's not... It's not anything, it's not nothing for me to call up somebody and say, hey, I seen your, uh, your grandbabies on uh, uh, Facebook, and they, was show, they sure was sharp for Easter. <laughs> Have you bought their life insurance policies yet? Have you started a savings account for them yet? I, I, I certainly don't mind because I think it's at that point where we have to educate our everyone around the importance of life insurance. I keep it real. I just don't beg. And the ones I've made the offer to, and they, you know, not today, uh, this and that. Okay, that's fine. I, I don't harass them. But every time they call, just mention it. Yep. Hey, so you ready to do that life insurance today? You want to talk about it again? Your wife here? You, you, want, you know. Yep. And I won't harass them, but every time they call, I'm just going to mention it again. And yep. what about that life insurance again? Yep. And then you get ones that just, they're not interested. They're just not interested. Okay, just leave them alone. And I'm going to be impressed. I have some clients here in Georgia. I got some clients that are on it, some younger people that were like, I need, the, I mean, they were after me. Isn't it interesting, though? Some of the younger generation now is kind of seeing it more. And they're not even, actually, which is very interesting, they might not even have a spouse or children. But what they are trying to do is they're trying to be responsible. It. Yeah. Buy it now while yes. you're young and it's cheap. Absolutely. Buy it while it's cheap. Every life insurance policy I actually own, I bought before Sula was born. I've never bought a life insurance policy since Sula's been born. I've converted. Except hers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've converted some. So, I mean, I guess you wouldn't say that you started off with it. But, you know, um, that's, hey, that's probably a whole nother podcast, you know, buying term insurance and then being able to convert it to permanent when you can, of course, you started renting your home and then now, you know, you saved and you put down and so now you can go to to permanent so she'll talk about that at some particular time um later but to your point i bought all my um life insurance when i was um certainly a lot younger i have bought a couple of policies um after stephen was born um just to make sure that inside of a 10 pay or a 20 pay and she she'll i'm sure she'll talk about this all over you know okay so quickly payment plans all life insurance policies have payment plan. Now I go to cars. This is okay. when I go to cars. Mm-hmm. So you want the car note with the five years? You want the car note? Because now they, psh, now they do cars pay. with like yeah. 10 years, 15. So they're different payment plans. Well, interesting that you say that. And I'm just going to say that. Now, isn't that interesting that now the car payments or, or people are willing to take out a 10-year car loan all that, of that ain't interest gonna be worth that's one thousand dollars by the time they pay it off. Oh my God, that's gonna de- <laughs> depreciate. It'd be worth a thousand dollars. You know, I made my last payment today. My last five hundred fifty dollar payment. I made it today. Oh, let's look up the Kelly Blue Book value. Let, let's see how much our car is worth. Or, or the people that want to buy the thousand dollar a month uh, uh, car payment, but they can't afford the four hundred dollars for insurance. for the insurance. Oh, oh that's a whole nother story. I'm have so we'll yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that one. Um, but um, everything comes in growth. And, and what we're hoping is that um, 
Kai is, is bringing you that knowledge so that you can um, certainly be ready, set, free financially. Well, tell it, me, say y'all. It say it again. Ready? Financially free. Financially financially free. Emotionally free. free spiritually spiritually free, free. And physically free. That's right, girl. Uh, reach out to me if you'd like to be my spiritually free guest. That means a lot. I said spiritual. I didn't say religious. I didn't say that it can be whatever. You know, if you want to come on and, you know, we want to do meditations. There's lots of different things. So Absolutely. If somebody wants to come on, let me I've never solicited anybody to come on the show. Sounds awesome. And not that I'm not open to it. I just never did it. So if, if somebody's interested, please reach out to me. I have now opened up to doing Zoom. We were trying to stay away from Zooms, but we, we, we've done some Zooms now. Okay. So we can get that worked out. Anyway, so um, anything else on the basic side of life insurance? Just that you need it. Yeah, we all need it. Yes, we all need it. And everyone's going to die. Newsflash. Death and taxes is what they tell me. Uh, yeah. Or oh, unless you live in one of those states. Well, then you got federal. <laughs> oh, that's right. But yeah, you, got, you don't have state. Still death. Still death and taxes. But the federal government coming for their peace. <laughs> <laughs> their peace. Yay! We did it. Life insurance. We covered it. Life insurance 101. So, um, any other basic? I'm trying to think. I talked to two people today. I'm trying to think if there's any other. We didn't cover like riders again. There's like little specialty things you can add to your insurance. We just talked about the basics. Uh, we did talk about whether or not if they would um, couldn't qualify. But real quick, won't you just kind of go real quick through maybe what would they would have to go through to make sure oh, to qualify? Just to qualify. Oh yeah. So let's let's do the process now. The process again varies based on the name brand okay. and the type. Yep. Okay. So yep. every company's not gonna have the same process. Typically, um. Minors don't need a whole lot. Let's start there. But you still need a whole application. You, oh, yeah, going... you got to answer the questions. You got to, you know, we, we need the official paperwork. We need the down payments. All of them require down payments. Yep. You have to make a payment. And every particular application is going to at least ask some questions about the person's health. Yes. No matter what. They're going to. Oh, because... We didn't talk about that. Okay, so your insurance payments are based on like, three major factors, we'll say. So it's going to be based on your age. Yep. It's going to be based on your health. Mm-hmm. And I hate to break it to you guys. There's a different rate chart for men and women. Okay. So men That's pay right. one rate and women pay another rate. It's because men don't go to the doctors. Men go to the doctors. Yeah. So your health status, your age, and your sex, gender oriented. And we're not going to get into all that. But however, we're going to check that box. You're just gonna, we only got two boxes on there. Whichever box you're going to check, there's a rate that goes with that box. Okay. So that's what it's going to be based on. And you can't get away from that. Now, within that, um, you're going to do the application. You're going to answer the questions. You're going to make a down payment. Now, this is where it starts to vary. Everybody's going to do that. And you're going to have some health questions, personal questions, and you're going to make a payment. Sometimes they may require a physical. So sometimes you have to, they pay for it. The insurance company pays for it. If you don't have insurance, it's a good way to get a free physical. But the insurance company is going to pay for it. You'll get a copy of it. So you'll know what it says and what it doesn't say. Um, sometimes they don't require physical, but sometimes they may order records on you. There are ways that they can see the, your drug prescription history. That was newsflash to me years ago. So they're going to be able to see what drugs you may be taking that are prescribed. Don't forget about height and weight. Oh, height and weight. Yeah. That's basic to height and weight. So, um, 
especially on term, you, there's discounts. There's levels of discounted rates. And the healthier you are, the better rate you're going to get. If you're overweight, that you're not going to get that healthy person discount. Um, they went, oh, so they're going to order your um, uh, pharmacy. And sometimes they order your medical records. So sometimes they want to see if you've been diagnosed or treated for something before, had a surgery. They may just order the records directly from the hospital or your physician's office. Um, and then sometimes they require more or less physical. So sometimes you just need the basic physical. Sometimes you need blood draws. Sometimes you need your analysis. Sometimes you need, I've seen EKGs come up on some people. So it all, that can sometimes be based on the individual. There's a basic requirement. And then if you've had some history or the, you know, the answer certain questions a certain way, they may ask for a little extra. So that can come, um, that's that's case by case. Right. There is a standard, but then once the underwriter looks at it, it can be a case by case. So I can't always guarantee you, yes, they will or no, they won't. Based on what you tell me, the information initially, I can say, hey, it looks like this will be a pretty easy policy to issue. But now that's going to be big. And, and, and as the agent, I don't see your information. Right. Let me be clear with that as again. I don't see any of this. I just I don't see your credit. I don't see your prescription drug use i don't see your medical i don't see any of that i don't even ask those questions for the most part anymore we have a whole third party that calls you that's licensed and and they know the medical stuff and they do that so i'm just going to do the basics which is explaining the different policies the prices and the process with you that's what i'm going to do so did i answer the question yes and i was, there was something that you just said that made me think of something else and now i have now forgotten Physical, um, prices, policy, procedure, underwriting, credit, nope. prescription drug. Okay, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Just understand that what they're doing is they're trying to assess your risk. And normally when you go in to see a agent, they're going to give you, um, according to some of the basics in which you've um, given them um, about height, weight, age, they'll give you a certain a um, family history, yeah. um, a ballpark on what this the, it's going to be. But because they don't ask some of those questions and, 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 and you know, sometimes you, you don't want someone or you don't want to share some of that information. So that's the reason why we use a third party. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Ask the questions. This is what I'm going to say. Every insurance policy goes through a contestable, a contestable two years phase. And so that's a two years. So I want you to be very open and honest with um, whatever you're, you're um, giving as far as an information, because there is a two year clause. And, and I usually used to say, um, uh, and I, I guess I won't say what I was going to say. But anyway, with inside of that two years, if they find if something happens to you in, in, in those two years, um, they will look at the policy and they'll look at how you answered those questions. If they find misrepresentation on that, that application in that two years, it will be subject for review. Um, to not be paid. Um, now they will certainly, if if underneath that review, um, they deny certainly the claim. They'll refund all um, monies back to you. But you just want to make sure that you're being truthful. And that on your application. That means something you were unaware of. Yeah. So 
you took the application today. You you did not know anything was wrong with you. Yeah. So we write the application six months later again. You do find out you've been diagnosed with something. It doesn't matter right. because six months ago you were not diagnosed and you had no reason to believe that you were having right. these issues. So. Misrepresentation. So yes. I want to make sure that lying. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lying. I guess yeah. Withholding. That yeah, falls under lying. <laughs> yeah. Misrepresentation is lying and withholding. So that's what you don't want to do. Yep. And you especially don't want to do it because some things we can still write. You may That's even right. pay a little bit extra, but there are things that we can write. Yep. So don't, you know, just. And then the, again, there's waiting periods. Estelle um, talked about this. Some things we can't write you right away, but once you reach a time period, they yep. say, okay, now come on back. You're good. And then let's go. And they move forward with you as normal. So. Yeah. And where we at with the um, things that are happening medically, um, it used to be that um, some cancers were five years. They wouldn't even look at you. Um, now some companies are looking at three years or less um, from your last treatment. So um, most important is the need. You get, get out there. Know, know what you can do, what you, what you can afford, um, because it all comes down to your family. Okay. If you don't have family, just buy it now and get it while it's cheap. No, that's right. Get it while it's cheap. All right. So you guys, thank you very much for listening and tuning in. We will have more life insurance coming up. I reserve this one, especially for Estelle, but I have other people that I will be bringing on shortly to talk about life insurance. We'll go into more detail. Um, maybe I'll really break down a policy in detail or something, or I'll let you guys send in questions. If there's some stuff I didn't cover that you were looking forward to hearing and we just couldn't fit it into this episode. Absolutely. I wanted to do one-on-one. So, I mean, not one-on-one, one-oh-one <laughs> basics. Yeah. We, we got a little deep though there a little bit, but, um, certainly, um, as you want to know more, um, let Kai know. I think um, the education piece is certainly huge. So I refer people out all the time. Well, good. So I get a lot of requests through the podcast, and I, 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 I know people in other states, so I can find somebody for you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kai. I'm, I mean, Do I you want to share any information? Anybody, you want anybody to reach you? Well, she's not a sales agent, so um, she can maybe answer some questions, but she's going to have to refer you back to another agent as well. <laughs> But yay, Estelle came. She's in town. We're going to party now. Who's going to meet us out? Yeah. But this will be four days later after y'all hear this. So I know. We, we done been out, had a good time. You'll have to catch it on Facebook. That's right. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Are you on anything else? Facebook, Instagram? What YouTube? else? YouTube. I, I joined Twitter. Shut up. Oh, like I think I'm on Twitter, but I don't never tweet. Ago. I, think I don't never tweet, months. tweet. I don't, I don't tweet even, it. Yeah. I may tweet one time. I don't even week. do. I don't, I'm on Instagram, but I'm never on Instagram. But anyway. Yeah. So y'all know where to find me. Um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's where I am. I don't have any of the other stuff. Um, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of Ready, Set, Free Podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>